1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
2: When I was like 4, 5, 6, I was like, what is this feeling? So sudden and new.
1: <laughs> I felt the moment I watched Alex Mack. back to that's a gay ass podcast the podcast that asks whose fault is it that you're gay it is season three and it is me eric williams i'm so happy to be back in your gay ass motherfucking ears ah oh, it feels good this week we have marla mendel of off broadway's titanic the hit show that is receiving all the buzz in the new york times and beyond I've also been a fan of her since I was a literal trashy closeted teenager in St. Louis, Missouri. So, we dive into that in addition to her starring role in Titanic and also her Broadway escapades. Um, I want to say that if you were at the live show in LA uh, 2 weeks ago, thank you. It was literally perfection and dare I say a goddamn hit. I cannot wait to do it again. I'm already uh, discussing with venues for the next show in LA in addition to a New York date. And don't worry, the other cities are gonna come. I just gotta... Manifest and figure it out. So, in the break since last October, when I mean, that's not true, when did this podcast end? December, Jesus. Since December, I've gone to be on amazing podcasts. I just did Sloppy Seconds with Meatball and Big Dipper, a dream come true, if you haven't listened to that one yet. And if you are listening to that's a gay podcast from those girls, welcome, you fucking sleut. My fagatrinis are here. And it feels so good. But with that being said, I've had such a nice break. I've had um also mental illness. But that's just another Thursday. We're going to get into this episode with Marla Mendel. I ask her not only about Jew shit, Titanic shit... I also ask her about doing the literal sister act musical on Broadway and who she would play if they made a sister act to Broadway musicale. For all my theater um I do ask her about working with Laura Osnes. <laughs> How could I not? I'm a slut for Druma. We're going to get into this episode. Make sure you follow at Gay Ass Podcast. And if you want me to bring the show to your city, I don't know, send me a slutty flirty DM. I said Slutty a lot in the Anyway, this is the episode, and welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Marla Mandel is on the season premiere of That's a Gay Ass Podcast, season three. And the reason why I have chosen this episode to start is because this is a very big deal for me and my family. Marla, thank you for coming on. You are the moment.
2: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. The season premiere. Yeah, I must be the moment.
1: You are and you is and you was. And um you will be. I will say that the reason why this is an interesting uh, conundrum for me, Marla Mandel, is that I have not only been a fan of yours for an embarrassing amount of time, but I'm also <laughs> friends with your sister. That to oh, me, right. okay, um, right, right. there's a bit of uh mental gymnastics I do because like you are a real person, but also I've been watching you on YouTube since like a too young of an age. What do you say to that?
2: uh i'm very old i say <laughs> that i must be <laughs> you so <say> old elder.
1: <laughs> no I'm, not at all i think we're i think we're not that far apart in age it's just like it just so happened that i was your target audience watching youtube videos in high school and then Correct. i went to college like a second after you were there and the rest is story. so thank you for coming <laughs> on and by the way we need to give a public shout out to lisa your stunning sister who is a star
2: Oh, who is a star? But also was like, see a musical theater. I'm off to be a financial advisor and make so much more money than everybody else.
1: <laughs> which again, star, because why star. did we choose?
2: And I was like, don't worry, you you can manage my money. LOL, LOL I have none.
1: <laughs> Turns out you're like, actually, can I borrow yeah. yours? Yes, exactly. Um, well, that does bring up because if I ever have a Jewess uh, on this gay ass podcast as a Jewish myself, um, we need to ask the first important question, which is Marla Mandel. Do you feel comfortable telling me your Bob Mitzvah theme?
2: Oh my gosh, I did not have a bat Mitzvah theme. Because that because I am a poor Jewess. That is one thing. Sure. That is a constant theme in my life and my family. Grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, was the poorest Jew-ish family of all of them. So wow. the only theme that I remember is that I was conser- I was a conservative Jew. I had pneumonia. What? I Yes, I was during your bat mitzvah. During my bat mitzvah, I had full blown pneumonia. I davened away for three hours with a hoarse voice, which you know, for a singer, for a thirteen year old bat mitzvah diva singer, that was my worst nightmare. I thought that I looked absolutely incredible, where (sighs) I had like I had like a little ringlet curl, like a single ringlet, an updo. I had to have my shoulders covered because it was conservative, as you know um but so would you do like like a a a
1: full fur shawl
2: it was just like it was a suit jacket i was like it it was like a businesswoman special except i was 13 years old with pneumonia
1: (laughs) 13 going on 50 yeah going on Um, 50 yeah 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 wait what was lisa's
2: lisa's theme she didn't also did not have a theme but her hair we all had hair themes and hers was butterfly clips like that was the moment so you you know like when you had just like little tiny i wouldn't call them cornrows They they weren't cornrows, because that's appropriation, but they were something equally as offensive, because they had butterfly clips. And my sister Olivia and I thought that she looked absolutely gorgeous.
1: (laughs) So listen, you might not have had a theme, but you were telling hair stories, and one might argue that that's even more powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah, it it really is, yeah.
1: Were you a bat mitzvah singer-jewess that wanted to add vibrato to your Torah portion?
2: 1,000%. Were yes, you able I, to
1: pull it out even through the, the pneumonia?
2: I, I, I definitely was, and I, I was, I knew that I was riffing too, because you know how they all no, you have to like read Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, sure,
1: sure, sure. You know they have a <laughs> like the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's cr- yeah. <laughs> so I was like working and serving my torah portion
1: <laughs> She came Whilst. to slay, and yeah. Otto Noi said,
2: "Yeah, she slayed." Yeah, and Otto Noi said, "Work."
1: <laughs> God, or I hope God's and gay. I
2: work. Oh,
1: yeah. Do you think God is gay?
2: Well, God is a woman, so I wouldn't be surprised if God was also. I hope God is gay. All oh, then, why would he create hom or he, she, they would create homophobes? Because That's he has a great true. sense of humor. I think-
1: she's hilarious and i yeah. feel like her type is like Bulldike. like god <laughs> is a woman who is gay and is like l- wears like a long dress tell as many hair stories but also is a bit of a conniver which is why we have world disasters and war <laughs> she's a slut I for drama her. and that's why she creates poverty. she's a slut
0: for
2: drama
1: yeah yeah sure sure sure, sure. um yeah. so so let let me then let me just tell you why this is a big deal for me. I really... I've interviewed some gorgeous, amazing people, and it's rare that I feel any sort of butterfly, speaking of the clips. I just... But for you, there's like a... um it's it's Right now, I'm communicating with my 17-year-old self, which was in a very different worldview. Sure. And so the video, I think that was my entree. And let's keep in mind, again, I was auditioning for schools for musical theater as well. And so I saw the CCM clips of yours. And I, I was also seeing the Michigan ones. I was seeing the Carnegie Mellon ones. And you had a video with you and your gorgeous voice teacher where you are singing The Man That Got Away. Sure. And I'm hearing belt, I- I'm hearing <laughs> legit, I'm hearing. Did it go to your head when you knew that you were getting all of these views and these teenagers that were slurping over your voice?
2: <laughs> At the time, yes. I was like, I'm 23, YouTube just came out, yeah. I am so fierce. And then Natalie Weiss came out and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Second place. <laughs> Wait, I never
1: thought <laughs> and about then, the Marlon Mendel Natalie Weiss conundrum.
2: Oh, oh my gosh. We came out at the exact same time. It was so, I mean, talk about Slut for Drama. She followed me into a tasty delight when we were 23. We had never sure. met before, but we knew who each other, we knew who we were via social media. This is like when it first came out. She follows me into a tasty delight on 46th and 9th my petty slut for drama ass was like i'm gonna pretend like i don't know her and i didn't go up to no. her and i walked right out <laughs> love, her <to> <laughs> love her to death love her to death
1: <laughs> love her to death but she followed you in and you said who and yeah you, and i and was like you i'm, not, I'm not playing chocolate into this." Sprinkle.
2: she was being so loud with a french came in with like a, a little fellow gay they were being so loud they kept looking over and i was like hee hee he, he. i'm i'm taking my vanilla ice cream and i'm walking out of this joint
1: <laughs> Please tell me that the, the, t- the time you actually met her, you still pretended like you didn't know her.
2: No, I mean, I, I became much kinder and I actually love her to death. I've never told her that story. I don't think I've ever said that story out loud to anyone on a podcast. So if she Exclusive. hears this, Natalie, I'm so sorry. But you could say that I walked so Natalie could sing and Miranda Sings could really sing.
0: <laughs>
1: And no, Miranda <laughs> Sings could I make money. That's yeah. what Miranda's that's the thing is like, I feel like there's no shortage of talent in the world. But there is a shortage of people like your sister who can actually take paths that make money. And yeah. I find that Miranda Sings took that path.
2: She took the path. She took the path. I'm honestly and I'm, I'm so here for it and go off and make that money. Yeah. make Those millions. She had yeah. a, she had a gimmick and she capitalized on that. And gotta get a gimmick and gotta, gotta get a, get a and she did both.
1: <laughs> Do you know what she, you know what's so funny to me is that you also, and of course we'll get into Titanic, but like I am obsessed that you had a feature in Forbes magazine and then you posted like, LOL, I'm still poor and I'm in Forbes magazine. <laughs> I find that to be really, really refreshing to see that honesty.
2: Oh yeah, you know, and what's really funny is that Lisa wrote me, my sister, and she was like, what's so ironic is that I'm the financial advisor and you are in (laughs) Forbes before me. And I was like, well, what's ironic is I'm still poor. That's a constant theme in my life. Hopefully one day I'll have some money to show for myself, but
1: you uh, should have, you should be drowning in it right now. I I find (laughs) that I find that there is a disconnect with. You know, like people like look up celebrities and then there is postings like their net worth is $28 trillion and they talk to the actual person. They're like, I do not. I'm renting (laughs) like whatever it is. I feel like there is going to be a time and it of course should be yesterday where what people's vision of you, which is I'm see you owning the palm springs house and the new york pied-a-terre and the boo 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 boo, boo <laughs> and like listen it's just it's you deserve and that brings me to a question which is when you do inevitably reach the cover of forbes because you are one of the only <laughs> broadway comedy tv writers millionaires to to <laughs> to be a millionaire you're the first broadway person to reach a, a, a actual net worth of one million one million dollars um, and let's say you grow that wealth by investing in wicked then you um grow that wealth to be able to purchase property where is the first place you purchase and this and you can get a nice home i'm not talking about like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel but i'm saying like you have money to buy a place in a great spot in la new york elsewhere where and what do you buy
2: i i buy here I buy a loft. All I ever want. I listen, I don't need a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need sure. real housewives money. But if no. I could have a beautiful loft somewhere in Brooklyn in like Park Slope, that would be or or Williamsburg, LOL, even though I'm 20 yeah. years too old to live there. But or East Village, like I know, I'm like I I'm listing very lame places, but it it they've no. just been dreams of mine. If and if I, it
1: ain't broke.
2: Uh, yeah, Right, exactly. If I could have a loft in New York City, a, a small loft to call my own. That would be my dream achieved. That's all I've we ever. We don't wanted.
1: ask for much. We I don't just even need. I don't want... need
2: multiple homes. You know, I just want. Some place in new york to call my own because sure. mortgages now i look i'm a street easy whore i look at street easy literally every single day and i'm like oh great <laughs> another home i can't buy but mortgages now are are less expensive than rent
1: yeah yeah well i have to tell you something i can my, barely afford um, my rent <laughs> well and who can here's no, the deal is crazy. that my husband is someone who likes to put in, in a beautiful way he likes to put things up on his social media about like Different big moments in our lives. And one moment now is we are people who aspire to one day own a house. And we, we were living in New York for a long time. Now we're in LA, which of course is LOL. Will we ever be able to live oh, here and buy yeah. a house? However, we got pre-approved for an amount that in any other city would be like, you know, it'd be, we'd be fine. But in LA, it is so tough. And now we've looked at a couple places already. And I like that he is, you know, letting the world know, but he's, it's also now people like, you're looking at a house and now they think that we are the people that are the first Broadway millionaires. (laughs) However, it feels so dark sided because how are we supposed to have a base level of life niceness and, but not be making $2 billion a year? I just don't understand how people do it.
2: Oh yeah, it's, it's wild. I have two friends, uh, uh, Ryan and Jonathan. They live in Los Angeles. When they were looking for a home, they said that they would exit the home and two soulless gay robots that looked exactly like them would enter the home with inevitably more money. <laughs> oh, so my they God. ended up, then- they ended up finding a home in Echo Park, but they said it was just like, it was crazy.
1: Well, muscle to them for getting an Echo Park because we love the location. And by the way, I do know exactly who you're referring to—Ryan O'Connell from the incredible show special on Netflix, which I devoured. And um, wait, what's the status on that show? Is there is there a status?
2: The status is he was like he was like I'm done. (laughs) He he didn't he just didn't think that there was anything more to tell in his story. So after two seasons, it was it was done, which is great. I love. I mean. Not financially, but I love a two season moment to be like, you know what? Yeah I'm 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 going out while I'm ahead. And so
1: And you you'd rather do that than be like begging for something that like you're not sure Exactly people are gonna give. Yeah. That's a powerful And also move.
2: it was so successful that he's just like he's off and running, he's selling movie scripts, he's selling books, like he is a prolific entertainer.
1: entertainer <laughs> who happens to be <laughs> fucking hot as hell and yes. is a um hopeful guest on That's a Guys podcast in the future, so we're gonna oh, manifest yeah. that. Season four premiere um, season four premiere ryan (laughs) o'connell so then uh, let us go into a a segment do you hear that (laughs) well no
2: oh that was my oh good there's somebody at my door (laughs) he i'm just gonna take you to the door for a second
1: take me to the (laughs) door is she getting a package
2: she's getting a package i only buy things off of amazon now because i have no time to do anything
1: Listen. When she's doing 15 shows a week,
2: I'm I'm uh, the grandparents from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I literally am in bed all day long. I rise from my grave and my coffin to do a show. I do not have time to go to CVS, so I order everything off of Amazon.
1: Which listen, I that this is something that I've talked about before. Is that theater actors? My long story short is that I did theater for a while, and I, then I was trying to do more of the comedy tv film thing which is probably why i'm in la now and i never worked harder than when i was doing shows and felt like i was never being paid less than i deserved i just sure you know what like like i just feel like the theater is the hardest job (laughs) and it is so i can only imagine the willy wonka lifestyle because you're also (laughs) belting your tits off and so that being said i do why don't we go into the titanic of it all i want to ask you a question which is that you guest bartender on watch what happens live when you were promoting uh, titanic which i think is a very big bucket list for any gay person but just like any yeah person absolutely in general. um yeah. the first question was um constantine who plays jack in titanic a total hottie um did he get a chance to fuck andy cohen
2: <laughs> i don't think so but maybe andy wants to he, well, and he definitely he, he was yeah, he was he was definitely paying a lot of attention to connie connie gets so much attention from literally everyone um, is he single he's single ladies that are listening to this podcast
1: ladies <laughs> listen if you want a hunky off-broadway star with get, the biggest I mean, ass
2: sh- on off broadway <laughs>
1: oh god wow. i live with him sounding. too you can
2: probably hear this conversation we live together we are okay, non-sexual even better. What, life partners. Yeah.
1: When's that sitcom coming out? Two gay best friends yes. are doing an off-Broadway hit show <laughs> living together in New York. Maybe that's a little too meta, but No, listen. it is.
2: Listen, it's Will and Grace just financially unstable.
1: Okay, well, that brings up a a follow-up question, which is that you've heard all the controversy with the Real Friends of WeHo and all the gays are pissed and hating this reality show about gay men, including Todrick Hall. If if someone came up to you and said, I want to film a reality show about fabulous people in New York City, and you had to get out of your Willy Wonka bed, would you say yes? Yes, a
2: thousand times yes. It is my greatest dream to be on a reality TV show. Is that correct? What do you play?
1: No, not at all. I just want to know your archetype. Are you going to be the villain? Are you going to be the voice of the audience? Are you going to be the funny friend?
2: I feel like I'm going to... Well, they all have the same archetype. They start out as a funny friend who seems oh. sober. And then they spiral into alcoholism. So that's definitely my journey. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, when they yeah. become
2: alcoholics, they become really mean. And then inevitably yeah, yeah, they yeah. get kicked off the show because they're desperate yeah. for a storyline. That's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: me. One thousand percent. Okay, me. I'm here. I'm yeah, I, here. I am Dorinda. Clip! club you know what? Yeah, you yeah, people. Yeah. oh my god yeah and you're like i used to be on broadway and then it becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. like we see like a very um sunset boulevard almost yeah. where you yes. sort of become the dorinda of yeah sunset boulevard um i see that for you okay so then the next question is you for titanic you constantine and alex ellis you said you were i've i've watched so many interviews and i i'm co- i'm going to new york uh next month and i'm dying and planning on seeing titanic and so i'm loving that the show was quote started as a ratchet theater (laughs) sorry sorry. you talk about doing the show at a quote ratchet theater in la and then you sat on the idea for years and now it's become this what everyone is saying is a cult hit it's crazy when you first and i know you said this in interviews like when the idea first came up did you actually think that it would not go anymore or anywhere or did deep down you were like uh like it's giving um who what the uh, erica jane going i'm gonna give the gays everything they want did (laughs) any part of you be like this is this is it?
2: no i no i i operate from a a place of deep pessimism (laughs) Mm -hmm. not even like practicality just being like no when, when we were doing Ratchet Dinner Theater and Constantine had the idea, it was like, we, it was over a glass of wine. He was like, we're going to do Titanic next at this dinner theater. It's going to be all Celine Dion songs. Marla, you're going to be Celine. At the time, I was like, hee, 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 cool, 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 tight, tight, tight. Never, ever going to happen. There's no way. There's no way. And we sat on the idea for two years. And then Ty Blue, who is the director of, of Titanic and he was directing these shows at dinner theater, he was like, I think that, I think that there's an idea there. I think there's something there. And so we literally just, we were unemployed actors. I'm, I have the same trajectory as you. I did Broadway shows. I found success in it, but I was like, I've never worked harder this, I don't have weekends. I don't have holidays. I want to be a TV writer. I want Mm -hmm. to be a Tina Fey, a Rachel Bloom, get me out of this business. And so I was sitting on my ass for eight years in, in Los Angeles, being an aspiring writer and pitching and selling things. Nothing was, uh, eventuating. And so Mm -hmm. this was the only thing I had and it was for fun. So the fact that now six years later, it has gone from just doing pop-up concerts to getting producers attached To going to the asylum, to transferring to a show, to being on Watch What Happens and and New York Times and all these profiles, it is out of this world insane to me.
1: Yeah, well, I think it proves also that as long as you are creating and following your bliss, you have zero idea of what's actually going to take, and you can't let the the fuck like the the nose and the nothing coming to fruition to stop a fucking funny idea that you want to do because then you, you, you might be at the fucking Dara Roth Theater living your dream. I do want to... There's so many fagatrinis who are like, take <laughs> it to Broadway. Marlon Mandel, <laughs> what do you say when people ask if it's going to go to Broadway? And do you think it should? Or do you, What what's the answer Absolutely. that you give it?
2: I think it should. Absolutely, I want to go to Broadway. I mean, it listen. Should. It should. Why not? There's no offense. Like, there's a lot of... Not great stuff out there. And there's a lot of incredible stuff out there. But I think based on the, the hype that we've gotten, the reviews, the press that we've gotten, I hope that it's inevitable. I would love that. I mean, that is my ultimate dream. Obviously, this is a dream as well. But like, now I'm aspiring. We've gotten here. I'm like, well, what's stopping us from world domination Mm -hmm. and from. Yes. Even a limited run would be amazing. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it like the bring it on way. Let's do yeah. it. You know, come in remember that? Like come in for like 6 weeks on like a oh, larger of tour. I do. Why not? Why not? I would did love, I see Bring I It On in that, that
1: limited run on Broadway? Of course I did. Of course Was they I did. Was shredding my cords as they basket-tossed people and then apparently having fights backstage? Yes, Ugh. I did, because love. none of them had done a show before. Ooh, yes. messy. <laughs> by the by, I do feel like, if we may continue manifesting that, don't you think the West End is a Titanic-like oh. wonderland? Those oh. fucking Brits love a camp fest. They're going to be weeping laughing as they I, sing with God.
2: you. No, I, I mean, that's what... That's what what everyone says i think look i don't believe anything until a contract is signed but i think that that mm-hmm. is within the realm of possibility i'm i'm gonna manifest yes. that and put that into the universe i think that this this incarnation at the daryl roth is literally only the beginning of what i'm hoping is world domination
1: <laughs> yes i'm breathing this in so hard and yes so thank happy you for you manifest just, it like, Manifest, which brings me to let's manifest the next question and the biggest question of this gay ass podcast. Marlon Mandel, whose fault is it that you're gay? <laughs> Who do we blame, babe?
2: Oh, we blame Nick at Night. We blame Nick at Night. Do you remember Nick at Night?
1: Of course. Okay, I okay, do. great. That's I know I'm completely arrow. dating
2: myself. I, you, we blame Gilligan's Island. We blame, we really blame Bewitched. That is when I knew something was up.
1: <laughs> you felt with um some... elizabeth
2: elizabeth montgomery i knew something was up yeah, with yeah. samantha from bewitched
1: is samantha canonically queer
2: i don't well it seems like kind of a campy queer show you know like a witch yeah, yeah, that no, just like, twitches yeah. her nose and like magic happens mm-hmm. yeah uh Which, get smart what Mar- say that
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: like all of those ladies from the old sitcoms When I was like four, five, six, I was like, what is this feeling? So sudden and new.
1: (laughs) I felt the moment I watched Alex Mack. Um, (laughs) Did you were 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 you a um, Clarissa explains at all? Like what what were
2: in fact, get this. This is a good one. My father is a composer for musical theater. He unfortunately gave me (laughs) the bug. That is having to do this for a living, and oh, yeah. he was doing a, a a regional production of his show, or he was trying to get one of his shows up. And is it Ferguson from Clarissa Explains It All oh, was going yeah, to yeah, yeah. play a part? So Ferguson, Dar- Ferguson, darling, is that, that his last name? Comes over to our town home, not even a real home, town home in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and spends the day with us. And Lisa and I were like, "This is." It was like if Harry Styles dropped in on your townhouse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you then just, he wrote the,
2: us like the a, camera a note cuts
1: to the outside of the townhouse yeah but you only hear screaming he wrote yeah. you a note
2: he wrote it like being th- thank you so much for like letting me inside your home and like spending the day it was like and i think we still have it we cherished it again it was like it was a like, harry styles of the 90s
1: the harry styles of the 90s spent time in your town home and that is <laughs> The, the long name of your autobiography. Um I'm obsessed with that story. Because that... And also, honestly, that era, I feel like there was somewhat of like an innocence, but also underneath it was a charged sexuality. Like, if I may go to Boy Meets World... Oh, my God. For me, there was something about like Corey, the nerdy, and I'm assuming oh, yeah. Jewish lead. And I, w- I saw the curls, and I wondered what it would feel like to have my hand on top of them type of vibes. Like, I feel... I just... There was like... This, I think, because of the innocence of the era, it created more space in our brains for the nasty thoughts to come in.
2: Oh yeah, I think I was it. Topanga in Boy Meets World.
1: Topanga. Even yeah. I thought Topanga Ugh. was fucking like the ultimate woman. She, because she, she was so hot.
2: She was so it hot so and so hot. womanly is so hot so yeah.
1: womanly and yeah she was at, in the show like what this like high school talk about 13 going on 50 yeah she exactly 50, but she like she had the curves <laughs> yeah. of a woman who saw yeah. war
2: <laughs> yes oh my god yes it was all of those shows hey dude oh. like all any any nickelodeon show or nick at night show i was like what's going on here so what? you could can, can, i should sue so that i should sue the network <laughs>
1: For making you gay. I mean, yeah. well, that, so then I, I find it so interesting with, because I have three brothers, you have sisters. What, what, what was your coming out moment? Like, did you tell a sister first? Like, what, who, oh, God. what happened?
2: <sighs> it was so dramatic, but also oh, it's a great course. story. I, I was in a secret relationship my senior year of college. I was in mm. play rehearsal. I was marrying the librarian in the music man. My mm. paramour writes me a letter. I drop the letter. It's picked up by my high school theater rival, who then tells the entire school, my paramour is mentally disturbed, and she, the next day at play rehearsal, punches my high school theater rival in the face.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> Gets freaking a- out.
2: I know. Get So then I have to tell my family. I tell Lisa first, and she's like, I don't believe you. So it was just the most wild. Perfect. Yeah, she's like prove it because I was dating. So I was dating men constantly.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, it constantly. You had to cover up. You had to cover up the lesbianism. Um, did you say this was high school or college?
2: This was high school. This was my senior year of high school.
1: Oh, I really decided God. to to
2: go out with a bang.
1: <laughs> and 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 the bang was your lover my smashing lover my the high brains school, in. Yeah. I oh thought God. you were gonna be like and the name of my high school rival was Natalie Weiss. L O L So <laughs> Her name is of...
2: Ariel. Ariel. You could not oh, even you, you could never call her Ariel. If you said Ariel, she'd be like, it's Ariel
1: she would correct you she was <laughs> yeah there's a very specific type of person that and here's the thing you if you have a name that people say wrong you have every right to correct people because you want to be called the right thing but yeah it's also a very a very tense filled exchange because you also you, oh. have to de- you have to decide who you're going to correct mm-hmm. is it worth the correction and sure. clearly ariel said it was always worth it oh, no. am i at a restaurant yeah the waitress is going to call me ariel
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that was my that was my experience. It was um, incredibly dramatic and full of musical theater, which I guess is my journey.
1: Was your rival in The Music Man with you?
2: She was in The Music Man with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd she so play? I was Marian. I think she was like a pick-a pick-a little, little I think yeah, she was yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. those people
1: one of my dearest friends played a pick-a-little at the St. Louis Muni, if I may shout her out, Hanukkah, we love. Um, but no, go on.
2: <laughs> oh, no, it's just that she was a pick-a-little. My paramour was in the ensemble. She was in the chorus. And she was um, let go from – she was fired from the play after punching my high school theater rival. And then she was, I think, Listen. suspended from school. Oh,
1: fuck. Yeah, it was okay. wild. So I, ha-
2: I was so scared that – that my theater teacher was going to call up my parents that i told my i told everyone but no one believed me no one believed me so then i had to like convince everyone it was okay, wild now,
1: that's the twist that's the twist is like usually people are like you know okay i'm gay oh my god you're fucking you're gonna burn in hell whatever it is it, but cut to uh, your fucking pennsylvania <laughs>
2: cut to my ca- sister holly. being like sorry sorry prove it i don't believe you
1: even
2: never
1: it's very once... in theme it is in theme oh, but I, I, I true true to true to the mendel arc it has drama i mean it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's giving it's We're giving nothing I, but drama.
0: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical
2: plans are available for these changing times
1: well then that brings us to a segment of this podcast that I've never done before but wow. I'm very excited to do it with you for the first time because I just got to have a dream come true I guess on um, the Sloppy Seconds podcast with uh, Big Dipper and Meatball amazing amazing podcast and they have a segment called Slant My Name where they do a slant on their guest's name and you have to answer questions slant rhyme my friends um, <laughs> I'm and again I'm giving all credit to Sloppy Seconds for the idea but I I've decided to steal this and see how it goes with marla Mendel. let's start with um marla minzel marla who's your favorite alphabet?
2: oh shoshana bean controversial same
1: and that is correct that is a correct answer shoshana bean um, she was the
2: first one to take so many vocal liberties that every alphabet had simply had to follow suit to then one up the riffing you know what i mean
1: yeah it, it's always now a competition um what about if i may do a follow-up what if tons of high school college young women are now singing the life i never led trying to be marla Mendel, and, and like they're <laughs> just like fully you are that person to to all these children who was that person to you was there someone who's like song that so resonated with you you needed to sing it was it like i don't know if it would have been like a Sutton foster if that or if it was something before that time like what is there someone for you that was a life i never led
2: I mean, my trifecta growing up was like for the in the musical theater era, era was Barbra Streisand and Patti Lapone. So like, mm. Metalark by Patti Lapone. I definitely sang that at my sixth grade talent show. People were like, "What the hell is this girl singing?"
1: The gall and people the are gumption. like, "I know the
2: gall and the gumption." People were like juggling or like twirling a <laughs> baton, and I was like, "I'm going to sing this five minute story song in which I don't <laughs> even I understand the subset." Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah. My father will play the piano and for whatever reason it wasn't even in front like it was pr- obviously pre-COVID, but we had to film it for some reason. We couldn't even do it in the cafetorium, which was a cafeteria and an auditorium.
1: That yeah. is Patty rich. La-
2: Patty Lapone is and Barbara they they inspired my sound. And then obviously, like, you know, when I was in college, it was Adina Menzel and the Wild Party. So like she she was formative. And obviously Elphaba, too, because Wicked came out when I was 18.
1: Did you ever have the. Did you go in for Alphaba?
2: I did. I did when I was like 25, and they said that my voice was not right for it. And at the time, I was so angry. But now.
1: I would be too. You could
2: not pay me $5 million. You could pay me $5 million to be Alphaba. But anything but less than that, no, I wouldn't do not it. Not
1: worth it. It's we'll not talk worth it. about willy wonka bed vibes there's zero chance you would escape um okay next one is marla mind over matter marla mindell (laughs) are you a tarot card crystal bitch
2: uh my sister lisa is and she she takes tarot classes i try to be i'm a i'm a meditation Mm -hmm. i'm more i'm more gray than i usually am but i'm a capricorn and we're so fucking black and white
1: Listen. listen I get it. But I do think that Jews as people benefit from meditation because of our generational trauma, creating yes. lots of uh, fight or flight vibes in the head. I think 1000%. meditation is, is a prescription we should always be uh, given. Um, let's do Marla Minsell. What product would you sell on shark tank?
2: Ooh, mm, uh, sh- mm, f- shoes that when you kick the toe of them, a built in flashlight comes out. So if you're, i don't know in a dark space that's actually
1: really good i thought i I, i'm angry that it's actually a good pitch um i would 100% wear the heel that helps me find my phone when i drop it under my bed exactly
2: Is a joint right out yeah you just kick it kick it against the door and then you can find it yeah
1: stunning do you have a um a preference for which shark is your favorite are you a lori girl are you a mark cuban are you a bethany frankel guesting what do we feel of
2: course it's a bethany frankel guest I, and I, I, feel like that I'm selling, I'm selling it short because like the original judges are the best, but like I, yeah. anything Bethany Frankel. I am a Bethany Frankel girl.
1: Bethany unfortunately knows good to TV and drama besides yeah. her HBO show, which was trash. Um, <laughs> let's do Marla Mind L magazine. Which magazine made you hornier <laughs> as a kid? Sports Illustrated or Cosmo?
2: Cosmo. Cosmo. Same. I think I had a subscription to that. There was like teen Cosmo or teen something that i had a subscription to
1: loved it and i'm sure it was still like it was probably still up for teens like here's the 12 ways to lick your boyfriend's scrotum and you're like okay i'm fully 11 um yeah i (laughs) i devouring
2: it devouring devouring it like i'm reading war and peace
1: (laughs) (laughs) come on is that tolstoy i i I wanted to make a smart reference and i don't know um okay final one marla mint chocolate chip what's your ice cream brand of choice
2: Oh, it's Grater's in Cincinnati. Oh. Grater, Grater's Toffee Chip. Toffee Chip ice cream from Grater's is I Dream About It. You can buy them. You, you can buy a six-pack of them for like 100 bucks, and they, they <laughs> ship them to anywhere in the United Grater's. States. Grater's. I've, I've been thinking of doing it. I've done it a bunch of times.
1: and you should and you will oh i love that so much okay thank you for playing slant my name and thank you to the sloppy seconds podcast for allowing me to lift your segment um (laughs) so because you are a girlina who likes controversiana i'm gonna bring up uh, a musical that you did on broadway and then you're gonna give me your um uh, uh, any association or comment back um cinderella musical kiki palmer as cinderella association
2: I didn't do it with her. I and I I hate that because I feel I like I would fuck I would have loved her. I got out before the Carly Red Jepsen, before the Friend Rusher, the Kiki Palmer. And I and I I rue the day, to be honest with you.
1: Uh, yeah. You should. Those you, women sh- you should are sue all the producers of Cinderella. Yeah. Can you imagine you and Fran Rusher?
2: Oh my God. I would die. I would die. I mean, I would she would be my mentor. She's a comedy genius.
1: Yeah. actress Although, lady. Hasn't yeah. she she's had some controversy recently, but I don't think we need oh, really? to delve into it cuz oh, why okay. would we? Yeah. Um but speaking of controversy, I have to say it Laura Osnes, what do you say?
2: Eek. She's in a circus in Nashville, Tennessee. That's that's, 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 that's what I have to have say. Fallen. She she has she is now I think performing in a circus. Somebody told me that. Listen, it's so crazy. I, the only thing that I will say about Laura Osnes is that she was an unbelievably kind human being. And she took us all to the Olive Garden one day um, in between shows. The, but she only ordered one. the Times Square Olive Garden, which was known for having roaches in its soup. But I'll forget that. <laughs> she only ordered a soup and salad, though. I was like, if you're at Olive Garden, you go off.
1: When you you're eat here the, your family and you yeah, overindulge.
2: Yeah, yeah, we, and you we eat we the unlimited something. breadsticks. So that that's my that's my hot tea on Laura Osnos is that Cut she's to, only a soup and salad girl. She,
1: she gets re-cancelled for only being a soup and salad girl. <laughs> I cannot wait for the headlines. Oh
2: Laura. Poor Laura. <laughs> well poor. Uh, yeah, poor, yeah, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, poor all of us. Um, yeah, um, all of us. Okay, um so then well then let's talk about sister act on Broadway it is no secret that the thing that made me gay was that franchise growing <laughs> up um, Same. Were, well were you when you heard the life I never led if we may go back to that did you know that it was gonna be sung by uh, children for centuries
2: <laughs> no I had no I had no idea you know let me tell you something sister act was my favorite movie as a teenager i saw it six times in the theaters i had the cassette oh. tape when i found out that and i loved sister mary robert when i found out that wendy mckenna was lip-syncing it's not her actual singing voice i was devastated devastated it's like it's like a dog died um i and then when i got the audition for it i was like there's no way there's no way there's no way i'll ever get this part so it, it was like divine intervention and I, where had were you no- when you
1: found out you got it I was seeing
2: uh, yeah, I was seeing a nymph show. Caesar Rocha texted me who used Mm -hmm. to cast a Telsey. He was like, congratulations. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what does this mean? And then my agents were like, hey, can you come down? We need to film you for a TV audition, which was just a ploy. They, they filmed me for an audition and then they brought me into the office and then they're like, you got the part. And it was my first principal on Broadway. So it was like a dream come true and we had champagne and it was amazing. And then I, I did it for two years. For two years on Broadway, which is crazy. Ah, two crazy!
1: years. That gives me a little chillies when I hear that story. Because there's nothing I like more than hearing when people's dreams come true. I truly mean that. Like, if I see a documentary moment of, like, parents watching their child land something, or, like, I just... Oh, I, my God. I, I love hearing that you're... F- and also, can we talk about the drama of Caesar and your agents? Congratulations.
2: Oh, yeah. Congratulations oh i know i know my parents my parents were so thrilled my my dad believes he's celine dion right now like the only thing on his facebook are like far left memes and like reviews of titanic
1: <laughs> on the right side of history the right yeah, side. The, of yeah yeah
2: yeah so, yeah honestly so then honestly. so then
1: let's um ask the most important next question for the podcast which is Marla mandel if the world was ending you could only save one character actress who would you save <gasps>
2: I know this is so in the zeitgeist right now, but like based on her performance in White Lotus, it's Jennifer Coolidge. It's a toss up between Jennifer Coolidge and Catherine O'Hara, to be honest with you. Oh, both
1: really, really great answers. Just
2: iconic women that are so funny. Like everything they say is just, they're geniuses. Oh, or Christine and- Bransky. Oh, oh, okay. That's my father, son, Holy Ghost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Christine Bransky, Catherine O'Hara, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if they were ever going to bring Mamma Mia back, let's say to Broadway or whatever, would you consider doing that show?
2: It's so funny you ask that because I was just asked to audition for the CETA national tour of Mamma Mia.
1: <laughs> and you said, know nope,
2: Yeah. I was, like, I, w- I was like, here I am. Writing and starring in my own musical, and I still have not graduated, and I guess you never do, out of having to audition for anything, let alone a Cedar, a Cedar National, National Tour. Tour.
1: <laughs> but see, I think that you have it's a great graduated. great I think it just proves that no matter what you do, the industry loves to make you feel like you're a piece of <laughs> shit.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. No, I mean honestly, I think um I, I'm I'm hoping Titanic is my swan song, lol. It's the greatest thing I'll ever <laughs> do. Besides besides Sister Act. It's it's the greatest piece of theater. I mean, you'll see it. And it is so oh, up yeah. I and mean, it's it's so up it's so up my alley and it's literally the definitive moment of my lifetime and I'm very happy. You know, it's like it's not like Mariah Carey, like I don't need to sing all I want for Christmas every single year. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm very happy yeah. to hang up my hat and say this was the greatest moment of my life and I'm gonna move on
1: and then and then you just do cedar the tours the or your like yeah exactly um, yeah <laughs> wow that's yeah and then but, and my money runs out
2: yeah and then i do a cedar and then your money tour. runs out yeah. and then yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so you if you say Jennifer Coolidge we say Catherine O'Hara we say uh, Christine Christine Branski you one day if your schedule allows you are going to if you will have me uh be in a live show for that's a gay podcast because we did our f- most recent one in la and it was a smash hit and someone competed on behalf of Catherine o'hara we do a competition for who knows their character actress the best and someone uh, zach noe towers competed on behalf of Catherine o'hara and i find that if you were to compete on behalf of jennifer coolidge you might be a shoe-in for first place because I would have you, of course, give an impersonation. I would have you, of course, uh, there's a segment where we have you lip-sync to uh, a scene of one of the character actresses. And so I think we would have you lip-sync to a Jennifer Coolidge, like, you're not very pretty and you're not very <laughs> bright or something like, I mean, like, we'd have to go a little niche or... You would do maybe a, a dance number to these gays are trying to kill me pop remix. I'm just already mm, thinking. Wow. So I want to manifest. It's like you're manifesting uh, Broadway. We're manifesting <laughs> yeah. so many things. I want to manifest Marla Mandel <laughs> doing the, that's a gayest live show in, wow. in, at some time in this life.
2: You give me too much credit. I would have to really work on my Jennifer Coolidge. I, I would have to work on her entireography and oh, my impersonation. You, uh- I would, t- I would really have to work on it.
1: I have zero, zero.
2: Give me though. some, yeah, give me a couple months and and watch <laughs> we, me fly. We should not-
1: <laughs> and then my dream now is to do, we'll do a boot camp documentary style of people getting ready for the yes. character actress competition. And um, and then that goes to MTV and just like Legally Blonde airing live, we then air the show live and yeah. have character dolls and the rest is history. Um. Wow. We just we just created <laughs> a new television a brand, show. A new yeah. television show. <laughs> um, you also are in one of the articles for Vulture it says quote, the gays are here. Titanic, a jukebox fantasia that imagined Celine Dion survived the Titanic has found its audience. <laughs> you have always, in my book, been a gay icon, but how does it feel to be solidified in the canon of people that every gay of, que- person of queer history? Of queer um, history, you're going to be in bros too.
2: <laughs> I uh, it's so funny. I did not realize. I never realized that we were writing something inherently queer. Like we were just doing it to make each other laugh. But I guess because we are queer, uh, that that it has become a gay phenomenon. In every single show, you'll see it. It's like a gay football game. If if gay people liked football, and there are some, it is or it's like a Beyonce concert. People yeah. are up in arms. I also think that it's not just for the gays. I mean there was like we have people from Ireland, Germany coming over. It's for it's for any selenophile, you know?
1: I was gonna say it's so smart because where I think the smartest thing that shows or any piece of culture can do is if it intersects with queer people that really can embrace it. And then there's like mainstream appeal, a part of it that really appeals to like, like the Celine Dion part. If you have taste, you like Celine Dion and that, def- that defies sexuality, gender, religion, all of it. So there are so many people that are obsessed with Celine Dion for good reason. And yeah. it also happens to be most queer people. And so I could see an Irish tourist being like,
2: yeah, yeah. A, a German Insert. woman came up. She, yeah, oh my God. She was like, this is the greatest thing I've seen. Celine <sighs> Dion is is sick right now. So to come to see this show, it just means That's everything so to me. That's true.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. It's the greatest
2: thing to her concert. You know what
1: it is in a way? It's like the... And take this with a f- the compliment that it is. It's the lower budget version of the ABBA hologram show in London right now, which <laughs> is like a multi billion dollar. It's like people probably are probably like imprinting their Celine Dion's on you because also your impression is so good and your rendition is so good they're probably also feeling like they're seeing a Celine concert
2: they they are so that's why it definitely there is it's a Venn diagram there is absolutely the gay component and listen every gay in the tri-state area has kept this show afloat and that's why we've Mm. been extended and we keep getting extended but there is also this wonderful uh sector of older people that just love Celine Dion or international people people that don't know anything about the gay agenda lolol mm. that are coming and they're just loving it and it really does feel like a celine dion concert i'm so excited for you to see it i think you're gonna lose your mind because oh, i is,
1: fucking will i'm counting down the seconds until my i'm they're gonna be there in like three two three weeks i can't fucking love. wait
2: get your tickets now because we're i think we're also selling very very well which is great and rose and, and, from drag race is coming in oh she's she gonna, is yeah 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 she's coming in and she's phenomenal She's gonna, Wait, who is uh, she, play, she playing? She's going to play the, the part of Victor Garber. She's going to be The Victor Frankie Garber.
1: Grande role. Yeah, the Frankie Grande. Oh yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Rose And, and Rosé's time on Drag Race proved that um, musical theater people, while yes, we can be annoying, also uh, have more skills than, than most. Oh, I mean, Rosé can do it all. Oh, yeah. Huge. Well, listen, before we say goodbye, I have to ask you a question I probably know the answer to, but I ask every Uh-oh. single guest on That's a Gayest Podcast, Marla Mandel, What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film?
2: Ugh. We know it. It's Sister Act. I know.
1: I no doy. I feel I feel <laughs> No doy. No toy. stupid, even all skinny. Yeah, it is It is the correct answer. And um, if Sister what Act What do people two, say? They. Oh. It's, it's usually like a... Um, an inner battle between Sister Act, Sister Act Two, and then um, people go to Ghost. There's a, 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 an interesting smattering of people that I've come up with Rat, rat Race. Um, oh wow! Because she has a small part in Rat Race, and um, there's those are the those are the big ones actually. But oh, and sometimes Color Purple. If Sister Act Two were to get a Broadway uh, rat, uh, moment, would you do it?
2: Yeah, probably. But I wouldn't be Mary Robert anymore. I'd probably be like uh i would probably be the maggie what's her name
1: you'd be the maggie D- smith part
2: <laughs> maggie smith i would be dame maggie smith yeah that's how I much that time has think passed
1: you're that old um <laughs> wow marla Mandel, thank you for coming on that's a Gayest podcast this has been a dream come true and i <laughs> am so obsessed with you and i can't wait to see titanic and everybody else to see it and now marla tell us where can people follow you
2: Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Marla Mandel. You can go onto my website, marlamandel.com, And you can buy tickets for Titanic Musical at TitanicMusical.com.
1: And do not delay. They're selling like hot cakes. Cakes with a G. (laughs) My friends, uh, this has been an amazing episode. And Marla, thank you so much. I will see you on the Broadway.
2: On the off-Broadway. LOL.
1: Well, we're (laughs) manifesting.
2: Yeah, we're manifesting.
1: Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast with the gorgeous Molly Mendel. If you enjoyed this episode and you're new to the podcast, why don't you leave a five-star review? You've heard it before. It makes a huge, annoying difference. So please do me a favor and right now go into that app, hit five stars, and write a note if you could be so kind. If you don't follow me, I'm at Eric Wills, and I'll be seeing you next week for another stonin' episode. I love you.